Welcome to Practical Magic Musings, the podcast where you get rituals and wisdom for your most magical life. And I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak. I'm super excited for today's episode because it's probably my biggest success hack. And I constantly get asked on podcasts and interviews and with clients and on Instagram, you know, for advice, right? And of course, on so many of those mediums, it's, you know, I can't give the extensive advice that I would give to a client in a one-on-one session. So I really always try to think of like condensable little nuggets. If I could impart just this one gem of wisdom that could make a massive shift, what would it be? And today's episode is one of those nuggets. It's getting into alignment with your most successful self, which is my personal success hack. So before I jump into that, I want to remind everybody that I absolutely appreciate every single five-star review. It helps us find more amazing spiritual lightmaker listeners like yourself. Um, and if you love this podcast and want me to keep continuing it, please, please, please do leave a review. Let me know that you're enjoying it. And as always, I love to hear from you as to what topics you'd like me to cover on the show, what you want me to talk about. The coolest thing about most of the episodes you're listening to right now is that they've all come directly from you. So if you've DM'd me on Instagram, if you filled out a question box on Instagram um, and let me know that you're listening and you love it, you know that I've asked you for your feedback for what kind of episodes you want and that's where all these ideas are coming from. So it feels really cool. I feel like we're having a two-way conversation and I just want to let you know I appreciate you listening. So onwards. So this big success hack that might seem kind of like, uh uh-huh, duh, of course. But here's the truth. Um, And if you're really honest with yourself right now and you're listening to this, I know that if you're not where you want to be, that there is some sort of lapse in the alignment between how you're acting and thinking and taking care of yourself right now and your most successful self. And, you know, one of the first things that I do in my practical magic training and in my one-on-one coaching is have people get clear on what their vision, what their vision for their most successful self, what their Wonder Woman self, what their lit up living their best life self would be. And whether that's six months down the road, a year down the road, five years down the road, um, can be totally up to you. But getting clear on how, like, who that person is, what's going on in their life, how are they showing up. And, you know, for those of you who have been following me for a bit, you know, I do have on YouTube, I have an inner rock star visualization. And this can be something that can help you get an idea of that. But I've honestly found, for me, just thinking of, I mean, I, I've done the visualization and I, of course, I do all of that. But for this particular um, action and activity, you can even go straight to, well, what are some of the generalities that I know I want in my life? For instance, if you know that you want to be in an amazing relationship, maybe have kids one day or have a fur kid <laughs> Um, if you know you want to travel or you want to have certain, go to certain events or go to a certain gym or have a certain self-care routine, um, if you want to, 
you know, be at a certain level in your career, if you want to be at a certain level financially, if you want to perhaps be able to dress a certain way or furnish your home a certain way, um, these are all factors, right? And the thing is we all have desires. So regardless of, you know, you could want to design your home in, you know, the way that you, you know, like Jenny Kane or whatever, if you like, I love Jenny Kane, (laughs) Um, California Coastal Chic. And you could design your home like that on a on a non-Jenny Kane budget. Um, same thing. Like if you love Club Monaco, you could dress like in the essence of Club Monaco um, without being able to – without having to pay Club Monaco prices. So I'm in no means – and I want to ex- exaggerate that. I'm in no means encouraging anyone to live in a way that's financially irresponsible. Instead, when you think about being in alignment with your most successful self, I want you to – Start asking yourself how that person would do certain things. So, for instance, when I think about my most successful self, when I think about, you know, and I know a lot of you guys that are listening want this too. You want to have, you know, maybe a New York Times bestselling book. Maybe you want to speak all over the world, have a full client list have programs that light you up and women that you get to work with that you love, have an amazing partner, travel, all that stuff, right? When I think about that woman, right, and all the things that she juggles and all the things that she carries and how she wants to show up for everything in her life, and then I ask myself, okay, well, what would she need to do every morning to have the bandwidth, to have the space and the energy to show up for that life? Right, And I started doing this years ago. I was like, well, she of course would need to meditate. There's no way she could hold all that without meditating. She would need to meditate. I added in tapping. She would need to tap to be able to clear anything that comes up. She doesn't have the time to – she doesn't have time to allow herself to luxuriate in suffering. And so – When something comes up and she's feeling a little anxious about something or, you know, something's triggering her, she works through it. She shows up to that, whatever that is, immediately. And she's not like glossing over it, but she's showing up to it and she's using her meditation. She's using her EFT. She's journaling about it. She's putting in the work right then and there to like kick it, kick it to the curb so that it's not something that lasts like three weeks of her being mopey and not effective, right? And, and so that was one of the things. And I started adopting that way before my life was as big as I thought it would need to be to hold that. Like my life right now, if I did not, and, and there are times still, like if I'm traveling and I have like a 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. flight, this happened recently, and I didn't get to my meditation that morning and I meditated on the plane instead or, you know, things happen, right? And I know that I show up 110 times better when I have that morning routine. And I'm always checking in with myself too as I have higher goals and different things I'm reaching for and saying, okay, do I need more to support me? What do I need to support me? And for me, what that has looked like as I've needed my bandwidth to increase when it comes to um, my work and the amount of output and energy I put into my work, I have had to upgrade my self-care. 
So my morning routine has stayed pretty much the same at certain times. I will extend my meditation or add a sound bath in. Some days I do more EFT than others depending on what's coming up. But I have a solid morning routine that connects me. And here's the other thing that's really important. When I do that morning routine that I've designed based on my most successful highest self, my my most glorious, graceful, amazing self, I'm connected to her. When I show up every morning and I do my meditation, I do my Course in Miracles lesson, I show up for my journaling, for my EFT, I am now vibrating with my highest self, my most successful self, the self that I connect to as being that New York Times bestselling author, that international speaker, that, you know, thought leader. And that is also helping manifest it and has helped manifest it every step of the way. Because I was connecting to her, you know, starting when I was like 25, right? Which for anyone is about seven years ago. (laughs) So you know, so I've been connecting to her for a while now. I was connecting to her while I was still and and started flexing my muscles to show up as her when I was still waiting tables, when I was still hustling with a few jobs, right? When I when I was only had one or two clients when I first started out, right? I was showing up. And even, you know, a good example of this is even with my first like group of clients almost seven years ago now. I, you know, I showed up with the same, I have much better systems now, but I put a lot of effort into my systems then, even though I didn't know as much as I know now. I had contracts back in the day because I wanted to be official. I wanted to take myself seriously. Um, I had, you know, I had the same kind of like I had payment plans. I had figured all that out because it was important to me, even if at that time I only had two people or whatever it was, three people that were not paying me that much to work with me, um, for me to be in that energy of showing up as this is my full-time job and and not, you know, half-assing it and not, you know, being like – I see this all the time with um, – with I've seen in the past with some of my clients where they're wishing and praying and wanting all these clients and stuff. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do when you get them? Like, do you have your systems in place? Do you know what payment plan you're going to use? Do you know what, you know, intake documents you need? Do you know the structure of what your program's going to be? Do you have a scheduler? Um, and again, this is not about like, uh, this is not about, you know, things you could do to prepare for your business, but it's a way that you're thinking, right? Because if you're connecting to that highest, most successful version of yourself, then you're automatically going to start looking at your business, your life, and your relationships in a different way. So for instance, you know, so I gave you a little idea of what that looks like on the um, the morning front. And I think that's a great place for everyone to start. Well, what would your most successful self do in the morning? And and then again, what's in alignment? As you're making decisions for how you spend your time and how you spend your day, asking yourself what is in alignment with your most successful self. And so, for instance, maybe right now you have a nine to five. 
or you have, let's say if you don't have a nine to five, maybe there's a part of your business that you have to do to bring in the bacon, to bring in, you know, the bottom line financially. And, and here's the thing, this is, uh, you know, just a, a tangent on this that I think is valid is oftentimes people fantasize. They think, oh, I'm going to quit my nine to five. I'm going to do my business full time. And then I'll have all the time to do everything I want. And spoiler alert, here's what happens. You start your own business and then you, you know, you quit your nine to five when it's appropriate and and you have all this time now to do your business. But what happens is you're still going to have parts of your business, inevitably, that are maybe less flashy and creatively exciting than others. And a lot of those parts are going to be, you know, important to the lifeblood of your business, to keeping things going. And you're going to have to allocate time to that. And then you're still going to have to schedule in the time for the new and exciting creative endeavors that may not be financially viable yet, that may not be as urgent on the calendar with with deadlines or so to speak. And it's the same juggle. So you can actually imagine that right now with whatever you're doing. And in fact, if you're someone that has a lot of idle time right now and is not making the money you want, I implore you, encourage you to go get some sort of part-time job because actually, I think one of the best things I did was have all the part-time jobs I hit, I did until I, you know, hit the ground running because they taught me how to function at the level I needed to function at when my business started being successful because I, because if you can handle I mean, I feel like at one point I had like an assistant job. I had a waitressing job at night. I was selling cupcakes on the weekends. Um, I had my client sessions in between. I was writing my blog, um, constantly updating stuff, constantly reaching out to people. And functioning at that level, even though I wasn't doing 110% all my business at the time, is why when my business took off, I was able to run as fast as it. And I think what a lot of people don't tell you because so many people focus on just getting that business going is that, hey, once you get that business going, once the clients do start coming in, once you start getting offers to fly all over the world, I mean, I know a lot of you guys probably follow me on Instagram and see my travel schedule. If you think I wasn't a ninja of multitasking, of batching things, of juggling things, of being able to get things done when I have time so that when I don't have time, and then even so, I have actually been on work trips with other people that are, you know, maybe not as successful in my field. And one of the things that I have noticed in in my way, way I'm really proud of is that, you know, I will be the one that's going to be like, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to like drink tonight so I can do an hour of work before I go to bed. I'm going to wake up an hour before everyone so I can make sure I meditate and I can get some things done. And, you know, it's about showing up to – you, I remember when I went to a conference years ago, when I was first starting my business, I went to this big conference for a lot of people in my industry, and I watched. I watched how the speakers that I most admired handled the weekend, because we were all there for like this full like four-day weekend or whatnot, and I watched, and I noticed that they went back to their rooms after dinner and were handling stuff, that they took time away or you saw them even in common areas like, you know, working on some stuff, that they 
you know, that they held that certain number of, that certain, certain level of responsibility, right? And I really think that that was key. And it's not in a, you know, it's not in a like, oh, you're a workaholic kind of way. Like that's a different thing. But there is a certain level of professionalism. There is a certain point where you get to a certain level in your career, no matter what that career is, where you have to take yourself seriously. And I honestly think that that's more important, (laughs) perhaps, when you're working for yourself because you don't have anyone else enforcing that. You don't have anyone watching you. You don't have someone, you know, a boss to report to or people under you. Sometimes, I mean, obviously you have people that work for you eventually. But you have to, you decide how serious you take yourself. And, you know, and yes, of course, I encourage a healthy balance of, you know, I listen to my body and I'll take some days to rest and I enjoy the luxury of sleeping in on days where I need that extra sleep because I can, because I've created a life that allows me to take care of my body in that way. I enjoy doing midday workouts. You know, I I certainly create my schedule and I encourage all of you guys who, who are creating your own business, you know, in a way that is the life that I love. And so I, of course, I, I definitely am an advocate for that, but I just, you know, it really stuck to me when I observed some of the people that I admired and how they handled it, right? Because up until that point, and this was, like I said, early in my career, up until that point, whenever I was on, you know, um, a retreat or, a, you know, a work event or when I was speaking, I kind of just like threw my hands up about business and then kind of dealt with the disaster when I got home that I had created from throwing my hands up about business. And it was really not helping things move forward. And again, little things like scheduling, and I tell my clients this all the time because, you know, oftentimes you have a certain job, whether it's a part-time or full-time, that you're doing while you're getting your business off going. Um... And you have to schedule. You have to be like a ninja scheduler. And that's something that I started doing even before I had a crazy schedule where I'd be like, okay, even though my weeks and still to this day when I have more flexible weeks, I will still schedule and I'll be like, okay, well, this time on Wednesday is allotted for filming this. This time is allotted for the podcast. And once again, it's like we built this structure so that we have flexibility. You know, we show up we show up and we're serious about our business so that we can also have fun. Right? And and it's a balancing act, but I think again, coming back to that question when you are at a fork in the road and you don't know how to approach something, you don't know what next step to take, asking yourself what would my most successful self do in this situation? How would my most successful self handle this, right? And so I think about that um, even when it came to money, right? And this is a big thing that we work on in um, the Practical Magic Money and, and my Spread Your Light Mastermind because money is something that I think a lot of spiritual, amazing light workers are not taking um, responsibility around or, you know, operating with alignment and integrity, you want to think, okay, if I was my most successful self, my most highest self, my most, you know, living my best life self, one, how would I handle my finances? Well, probably not willy-nilly, 
probably not overspending, probably not, certainly not like not paying bills or invoices or, you know, doing anything that's out of integrity financially. Um, because when you get to a certain level in business, you, one, you don't do that because you don't want, because simply because of karma, right? You're like, I know what it's like to obviously have people under contract and to have an agreement and, or, you know, whatnot, right? And to have people that have, you know, try to like weasel or, or do something, um, unintegrous or default on something, right? Um, and so I would never do that to someone else, right? I would also never do that because when I think of my most successful self, that's completely out of alignment, right? If you have, um, you know, at one point, this is like back in the day I had, this was so silly. I had a bank account for the Actors Credit Union. So back in my acting days that I got because they got, it was my first credit card that I got through them. And to get the credit card, you had to put like $100, guys, $100 in the savings account. So I put $100 in the savings account. And then I don't know what happened, but at some point, I guess they took a fee from me and dropped below $100. And so every month I was getting charged $10 because my thing was below $100 and I was not being responsible with my finances at that point. I would just keep on ignoring it and ignoring it. And eventually got to the point where I had a negative $110 balance. And so silly, you know, not really a, a large sum of money or anything, you know, to be too hurt by. But I, you know, why, you know, when I, I finally at that point was doing a lot of the work that, you know, guys may have heard me talk about around money. And I was like, oh my God, that is not how my most successful self, <laughs> that is not how my best self would handle money. She would have first, well, probably not even got herself to that position. But at the best thing I can do, I can't even tell you how good it felt to go in and give them $210 to keep my account in the green and to just be even and to have be chill, right? And to just have that card available if I needed it. And, you know, it's just little things like that, right? That we, sometimes we discount. We're like, oh, you know, I, I, you know, owed so-and-so. This is even, I'm telling you, if you have like a friend that you owe money, right? Oh, I owe so-and-so so much money, right? Again, like just ask yourself, is that really in alignment? If you're struggling financially and you're, you have a lot of, let's say, quote unquote, baby integ uh, integrity lapses, which I personally don't think any integrity lapses, baby, <laughs> um, then you need to clean that ish up if you want to get into a good situation. And so for instance, again, if you ask yourself, well, what's my most successful self? How would she handle this? You know, sometimes that's going to mean getting another job. Sometimes that's going to mean sending out emails to certain friends and, you know, and asking them if they know anybody that's going to want your services or want you to come in and, and talk to their office or whatever it is, right? When we put on that cap, then we, we elevate our thinking to a higher level of not only responsibility, but options. We are allowed to kind of get out of our current situation because, you know, you guys have probably heard this a thousand times that like the problem isn't going to be solved at the level of thought it was created. 
So if you're doing something, it's not working right now, if your business is not working, if your relationship's not working, if whatever is not working in your life right now or is not where you want it to be, if you keep on allowing your thoughts to be at the same level they are right now, which is your default setting at this moment, does not have to be forever, but a super simple, easy hack to elevate that is to simply start asking yourself around different areas of your life, how does my most successful self handle this? Well, maybe my most successful self has a spreadsheet where she logs the, and this is true for me, logs all the interest rates on her credit cards and if there's a balance. And if so, which one needs to be paid off first? Maybe my most successful self has researched different retirement funds or um, money market funds or different investments that she wants to put her money in. Maybe my most successful self has a clean desk and an organized file cabinet. Maybe my most successful self um, ha- you know, shows up to her home office um, you know, with her hair, makeup, and dressed. And, you know, here's the thing, like, I think that's actually a great example because for some people, your most successful self is going to be able to roll up in yoga pants and a messy bun. And that's connected to your most successful self because that is a lifestyle privilege that you have chosen, right? And for some people, when they think of their most successful self, they're, they are like, they're getting dressed, they're looking cute, even if they're working from home or a cafe. And it's not that one is right and one is wrong. It's not that, you know, for some people, their most successful self is going to use Mint for their finances or some app or maybe have a financial advisor or a friend that's, you know, savvy with finances help them once a month. And for some other people, might just be doing a spreadsheet themselves or writing it out on a legal pad or a journal, right, their expenses and their income. It's not about, you know, saying this is right and this is wrong. You should be doing this and that's that, right? No. For some people, their most successful self, they might wake up, go for a run, and have a smoothie, right? And that might be what they associate with their most successful self. And that's perfect. It doesn't mean mine's right and theirs wrong or vice versa. The, the most important thing is that you connect to your highest self, your most successful self. And to even get a little, you know... Um, out there with it, if you if you think about it, like if you think about it instead of future lives and past lives, if you think about it parallel lives, I sometimes like to think that my most successful self is out there living a parallel life. She's living her life just with like three different iterations of my less successful self um, or, you know, whatever, myself that doesn't do the work. And if I can tune in to that time stream, and tune in to my most successful self and talk to her. Because she's just like, you know, we talk about talking to angels and guides and God and the universe. You can talk to your most successful, your, your highest self. You're living the fullest expression of you self. That's what I mean when I say successful. I mean when you fantasize about the life you want to live, about how you want to show up in this world, about what you want in your life. That's what I mean by most successful self. And we can tune into that energy. That, that version of us, right, that exists. You wouldn't be able to think of it. You wouldn't be able to have these desires in your heart and your head if it didn't exist. We can tune into it and we can meditate with it. We can channel journal with it and ask it questions and get information about next steps in a life, our life. We can, we can get 
information about how to approach things. We can tune into that energy and say, okay, you know, when we come across the problem, you know, I've done this. When I've come across things that I was kind of stressed about or I didn't know how to handle off the back because I never handled it before, I tune into my most successful self and I say, okay, how, how does she handle this? How does she handle this contract negotiation? How does she handle this last minute reschedule? How does she handle, you know, uh, so-and-so doing that? How does she handle going away for two weeks after just being away for a week and having a week to record all these things? How does she handle it? Because when I tune into how she handles it, she handles it like a boss. And how my most successful self handles things might be different than your most successful self. And that's perfect because the the magic here and the manifestation that happens by using this life hack, success hack, is that every time you tune in to what your most successful self would do and actually do it and actually show up in the best way you can for that, you are, again, vibrationally aligning and magnetizing the other things in that life, right? So just like when I was telling my clients to have all the systems ready so when that they come in, you can handle them like a professional, like you've already had 30 clients, even if you've had zero clients. Because when you're setting up those forms, when you have everything in order, when you have an intake process, when you have the scheduler, you are shifting your vibration and your energetic alignment to say, I already am a successful coach. I already am a successful consultant. If you come up with an awesome deck for a pitch that you want, right? And you already come up with your, um, you know, your item itemized sheet of what the deal is going to be and the contract and again, your payments for it, right? Then And then when that conversation happens, you're ready. If you're someone that does work in person, going out and investing, this is something that I do think is an investment. Invest in uh, a power suit. Invest in a power dress. Invest in an outfit or a few outfits that if you have important meetings, you can wear and symbolizes your most successful self. I remember in Practical Magic, one of the little girls um, really connected with Amal Clooney and kind of her her dress. And she dresses just like such a boss, right? Just a very classy, powerful woman. And so she had a big, so she got, you know, she got some Amal Clooney-esque outfits um, at, I'm sure, less than Amal Clooney prices, right? But it was just the style. And when she gave a big presentation on a project that she had been working on, she wore her Amal Clooney outfit and she looked killer and fierce and it energetically resonated and I do believe she magnetized that big big uh speaking workshop that she got to present her thing at because she prepared herself for it she was already prepared for it before it happened um and similarly if you're someone that you know wants to see people in your home or wants to have an office space find a way to to energetically align with that now So I've had friends that have, you know, done like a a one-day 
you know, trade with someone in their office space. So they just have the office space for a few hours, one day a week. So it doesn't cost them a lot of money, but they have a space because for them, when they think of their most successful self, they see themselves having like a client space, right? If your most successful self is giving a talk, think about what what outfit you're going to wear on stage, right? I remember this was, you know, it's a simple thing. But, you know, my most successful self, I remember my first couple of workshops and speaking engagements, I wore pretty pedestrian clothes. Like I wore relatively normal clothes that I had in my closet. For the past couple of years, I have always rented the runway for every, almost every engagement you, you could see me at. I have an unlimited subscription with them. And um, for me, that's just been super helpful because I'm, you know, when I'm getting up on stage and I am wearing a really beautiful designer dress that I've never worn before that I got specifically for this event that I'll return after because I'm probably not going to wear it again with all the photos, um, I feel like a boss. That's what my most successful self does because she, one, doesn't want to like keep buying all these dresses and it's not eco-friendly and whatnot. And so when I think of my most successful self, she's doing it. I'm already doing that. I'm going to keep getting more successful and that's something that's just not going to change, right? Because I've already installed that. Same thing. Uh, there's a lot of back-end stuff that I've installed that like I can, I can expand and grow and that's not going to change because I've already aligned with myself and with now. And so I say this because I know that all of you guys listening want to be your best self. You want to be your rock star self. You want to be your Wonder Woman self and whatever your role model inspiration is, you want to step into that. You're ready. You're like, you know, you're overplaying small. You certainly wouldn't be attracted to me if you were about to play small. And you might be feeling stuck. And like I said, I do think that this is one of the biggest life hacks that you can do that's pretty easy, pretty self-explanatory. Um, but you got to stick with it. That's the thing. You got to stick with it. You got to commit to it. And you got to do it even when it's hard. You got to do it. Even when there have been times where I'm like, oh my God, you know, I committed to paying this thing and my money's tight. When I tapped into, oh, well, my most successful self made a commitment and my most badass self honors her commitments. And I would do it. And I rose higher because of it, right? Even when I thought to myself, well, this is crazy getting a scheduler because nobody even books sessions with me anyway. I did it. Because I was like, but you know what? On the off chance someone does, I want to be prepared. I mean, like I said, I have con- I had contracts before I had clients. And it energetically got me to that, you know, and just to, again, talk about it a little bit more, even in the financial way, right? I made the financial, you know, I, I started my, you know, my retirement fund. I started my money market. I looked into different investments. I started saving before I had a lot of money to save. Because I, I knew that that was in alignment with my most successful self. Same thing um, in love and relationships, right? I literally, I asked myself too, okay, am I, like how am I showing up in the way that my most successful self in relationship would show up? And maybe it's little things, right? But those little tweaks made a difference. 
right? Because it was ener- I was energetically vibrating at the level of the per- woman I wanted to be when I met my mate, right? And we can ask this question on any area of our life. You know, I was talking to a couple of girlfriends recently who all of us have been in the process of moving or thinking about moving and shifting our spaces. And you will feel this around your spaces too. I, a lot of you guys saw how I like redid my living room, my desk area and my bedroom recently, um, about like six months ago or a few months ago. And it was because I no longer resonated with the way my apartment was decorated. My most successful self had a different looking apartment. And I was coming home and feeling energetically actually brought down by my environment. And here's the thing. I'm telling you this right now. I'm in the process of moving into a much more beautiful apartment. But I love, 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 have loved this apartment so much. And it's been with me for about four and a half years now since I moved to L.A., And when I first came here, I decorated a certain way that was beautiful at the time. Many of you can recall that. It was very teal and bright and um, ocean-y. And now I recently was feeling more called to earth tones and wood and more beiges and neutral colors. And I, you know, I gave my apartment a facelift with a relatively minor financial investment. Um, Because once again, it's like these adjustments – don't need to be like you living in an elaborate, you know, Malibu front beach house that you're barely affording or you, you know, buying things, you know, buying a a Chanel bag just because you think the most successful people have Chanel bags. Hey, if something like that, and I'm not knocking any of the those things, sometimes there'll be a really powerful symbol to you. And maybe it's a bag or maybe it's a watch or maybe it's a, you know, um, a a crystal or a couch or whatever it is. There might be something that comes to you as something that is very personal to you that specifically connects you with your most highest self. And for that, I would say that was absolutely worth saving for and investing in when you get the chance because that will be a talisman for you connecting you to your highest self. You know, for me, living in this apartment that I feel like is beautiful and spacious and perfect for me was a talisman when I moved to LA of connecting with my best self, my most successful self. This was an apartment I'd only dreamed of in New York, right? Um, and for for different people, it could be something, right? I know for certain people, it you know, one uh, person I know, it was a Chanel bag. She always dreamed of having a Chanel bag, Um and to get to get that bag and to wear it really made her feel like her most successful self. And here's the thing. We both know I don't need this. I didn't need the apartment. She didn't need the Chanel bag. You don't need, you know, some fancy chair or, um, uh, you know, a $10,000 crystal or anything like that to feel like your most successful self. But if something stays with you and reoccurringly resonates with you and keeps on coming into your meditation in your mind and you feel like it's going to be something that's going to keep connecting you to your highest self, then um, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, responsibly purchasing. But I do think that getting into the practice of every day connecting to your highest self, connecting to your most successful self in everything. You know, I ask myself this every time I'm launching. I ask myself this every before I pitch something. I ask myself this 
before I get dressed for a certain thing, before I, you know, hop on a call or I send an email, if I'm not sure what to do, if I'm feeling, you know, a little confused or unclear, right? And I check in, I'm like, okay, what would my most successful self do? How would my most successful self handle this? And same thing, when I feel anxious or I feel frustrated about something, or I'm like, why the F hasn't that happened yet? Or why didn't this work out, right? I think how would my most successful self handle this? You know, and I remember the first time I like launched a thing and it bombed, right? And I asked myself, okay, how would my most successful self handle this? And, you know, so so many of you, are, it would be so easy to give the cop-out answer of like my most successful self wouldn't have to handle it. And that's a lie because even your most successful self is going to have to deal with adversity. It's going to have to deal with things that sometimes aren't going to go her way, things that might fall through, things that might take longer than she wants. Um, so don't, don't do yourself that disservice. And I'm glad I didn't because when I asked myself this, I was like, well, my most successful self would make the best of this situation, take it on the chin, and carry on you know, learn what you could from this situation and move forward without hesitation. Because what do the most successful people do? They move from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And I know that that's going to be true of my most successful self. And so in a lot of those trying points in life, we can connect with that. You know, what would my most successful self do? And like I said, I hope that the stories and the tangents in this podcast got your wheels spinning, got your inspiration going, and also allowed you to start thinking about what your most successful self is like and what her qualities are and what are the things she does and how does she show up in her business that might be a little bit different than you do right now. Um, Because, like I said, this is not about me telling you that there's a specific formula about, you know, connecting to your most successful self or that you have to do certain things. It is about you connecting to your most successful, highest self, your most fully expressed in this world self, and downloading from her through meditation, through journaling, through being in inquiry, asking for the asking for the download, asking for the you know the ahas around it, um, that you're going to start receiving that information, that you're going to start getting those specific unique things that are connected to her. And that's where the gold is. That is where the gold is. Um, So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you are super excited to do some journaling right now and ask yourself what your most successful self needs you to step up in different areas of your life in where you're out of integrity. And sometimes that's really hard to look at. Um, because the things that you're out of integrity with my, your most successful self are going to be things that you really don't want to co- cop to, are going to be things that you're making excuses from, um, which is why sometimes, you know, it's helpful to have a coach or work with someone through this um, because sometimes we we have our own blind spots like we talked about last week, right? But I want to encourage you to do the work, show up for it, get into integrity with your most successful self, and you are going to be met with uncommon results in very, you know, uh, short hours. I think you're going to be very um, surprised and delighted if you truly do the work at the magic and the manifestation that can happen in a short time when you get into alignment. 
And for any of you guys who are interested in diving deeper with me one-on-one, I just hot, fresh, off the press, um, just opened up um, a couple one-on-one long-term client mentoring sessions with me, um, as well as introduced two new a la carte services that I've never had before. Um, that are meant to specifically help me meet more of you guys and help me dive deep and wave my practical magic wand on areas of your life that need transformation. So if you've been listening and you would love to, you know, get to know me better and have me get my hands on your particular situation, um, head to the link either in my Instagram bio or below in the show notes at CassandraBodzak.com slash mentoring. I would love to see you in a session. Have a great day and I hope to see you back here at Practical Magic Musings, the podcast.